Welcome to Grit and Gravitas with Anne and Annie, bringing you savvy, spirited stories of success. We're excited to deliver 30 minutes of inspiration, impact, and goodness. We'll be bringing you guests and friends from around the country who have very special work and personal journeys. I'm Ann Dieter Gallagher, your co-host with Annie Carnathan, and this is Grit and Gravitas. Let's go. Annie Carnathan, beyond excited to be in the podcast studio today to one of your longtime, <clears throat> excuse me, friends and colleagues and a new friend uh, of mine. Yes. And, and I will say, which Nisi, Denise Dombach. Yeah. Uh, are we, we're supposed a, to say a, Denise. Denise. You're going to yes, say yes, Nisi. She's Nisi to me, but that goes okay. back to Ship Hip Hooray. Yep. Shippensburg ship, ship. University. Yeah, raise your hand if you graduate from Ship. Yay. Three for okay. three. Yeah, Shout yeah. out. And Denise was a phenomenal athlete. Uh, so put that in. And I, uh, Denise grew up in Lancaster. I grew up in Lancaster County in Columbia. Uh, Denise went to a high school probably five or six times larger than mine. Wow. Uh, McCaskey High School. In Wait, Lancaster. Lancaster County, is that not the number one soil for agriculture in the country, I think? That's why it's called the Garden Spot. That is absolutely oh, okay. correct. Good. That's Good. why there's actually a town, the Garden Spot, but the entire... Yes, I knew the town. Yes, okay. agriculture, right. So, um, and you know, I think Denise's journey has been extraordinary. She's a friend that no matter how much time passes... Uh, we'll have lunch. She'll say, I'm proud of you. Love I'll that. say, I'm proud of Love. her. Right? Exactly. And and a, just a better human being, but a lot of moxie, a ooh, lot of resilience. Ooh. That's a good um, word. That's a good word. But I want to, I want to, um, I want to intro into Denise by saying just thank you. It, yes. It, you are an avid listener. I am. Uh, and it took a while for us to convince you that, that the world <laughs> needed to hear your story. Uh, but I'll ask Nisi about her mom. She'll ask me about my mom. Like all the, the, the key points of a friendship are alive and well and thriving. So Denise Dombach, thank you for being on Grit and Welcome. Us. Thank Welcome. You. Thank you. We're thank episode you. three. We've just come out of uh, Thanksgiving weekend. This will air uh, in December. But we're excited to have you join us and celebrate. I kind of feel like we're just hitting our stride. Do you feel that way? Oh, just getting warmed up. <laughs> just getting warmed Good up. Good stuff you guys got going on. Good. And uh, as a reminder, you know that this is not scripted. That's her choice, not my choice. Um, yes. <laughs> so be prepared for you know, anything. I'm a bit of a control person. So yes. It'll be a challenge. But it, is, it is very much out of your comfort zone. And for that, we're absolutely thrilled in more ways. Unapologetic. <laughs> <laughs> Like we got you, girl. That's right. Yeah. So okay. I, I, I want. Well, you brought notes. This is I, I new did, for I, you. I, I, this I, is I, new. I want to take this intro thing seriously. Mm -hmm. If we're there. But but so over the weekend there was a deep dive in the Wall Street Journal. God bless the Wall Street Journal, and it was about the CEO of Microsoft, and his name is Satya Nadella. Okay. Okay. So here's what I want to just verbatim from the Wall Street Journal going to source that. He writes in his book. Now this is the CEO of Microsoft. One of his formative moments at Microsoft came before he was even part of the company. Mm. During the interview process, a gauntlet of engineering tests 
and coding scenarios. He's a coder. He's totally okay. analytical. He's all about code. He was flummoxed by a simple question. What do you do if you see a crying baby in the street? Mm. That's an interview question. So note to self, that's a good one. That that's a good one. one. That's a good one. The answer seemed obvious to him. Call 911. Now, oh. it's a guy that grew up in the slums of India, didn't ever want to come to the United States. Here he is. You call 911. It's Captain Obvious, right? The interviewer replied, quote, you need some empathy, man. The interviewer told him, if a baby is laying on a street crying, pick up the baby. Yeah. <laughs> right. He remembered that lesson when he became a Microsoft employee. You, when I think about you, and let's face it, you're selling, in, you're, you're selling insurance. Whoa, who wants to pay for that? It's like paying for tires or a washing machine. You don't get to go, oh, I got this wow. really sexy insurance <laughs> policy. You are one of the most empathic people I know. Ooh, There's right. not a single nice. thing you would do, and I gripe to you about insurance. And you're like, yep, yep, understand, Annie, here are the consequences, right? Insurance is insurance. You hope you never need it. But if you, if it happens, God forbid, and, and you don't have it, here are the consequences. That's all you care about, right? Is the, so. it, that's right. So I think, and you had worked at a state farm agency, ultimately rising to having your own state farm agency. Mm-hmm. And the, the really sort of, complexity and the challenge of it is any small business but a small business it seems like it's on every corner even as state farm and then throw in all the other insurance competitors holy smokes right so how do you have that core essence of empathy and how has it impacted the success of your business well you did do your research wow yeah good so I feel that each person has their own puzzle. Like I speak with you about what's, what's, what's on your mind, uh, what's of biggest concern, like what are you most concerned about? And when you share your story, it could deviate to something completely different. So you call to complain because your car insurance increased and, you know, that might just be part of the problem today but there might be bigger stuff that's going on and I think just the list listening I mean to what their story is and it's not to me about the sale per se it's about helping people with the gap that they have in their worlds so whether it be insurance or whether it be financial Um, and sometimes sometimes it gets more frustrating when you see where their problem is and they're not willing to look there because there's something else again, that's keeping them from seeing through seeing what their real problem is a real issue is. That's a business vitamin Mm -hmm. to unpack that. So 
because Ian normally intros and does a much more thorough job than I just did. <laughs> you did. Uh, you but, told a great story. But we, but we, but we shook it up. And so each episode, we'll ask you for a business vitamin. If, okay. if someone takes one, and you know this from listening, if, sure. if, if you take one thing away from this in 30 minutes, what can you do to immediately apply that and impact your life in a better way? Uh, and so I think that empathy. Well, I think a business vitamin before we get to Denise was in your intro, which was phenomenal, is, um, so of course, I think as a mother, I was going to say, pick up the baby. Sure. You know, I, I didn't, the 911 might come afterward, look for the mother, whatever. Yeah, like, so what do you do, stare down with this crying baby <laughs> on the street and like, okay, I'm kind of, you don't go near it, you don't, t- like, right? But such a good, we could really unpack that story. Why, why was that his response? Is that a, an analytical response? Is that a male-female response? Is that the, you know, was he knowingly, is he knowingly not empathetic? But I think a, a reminder for all of us to work on empathy and to uh, intentionally put that on our to-do list every single day. You know, uh, we have these business practices and protocols and, right. you know, and certainly insurance would come under preparedness and whatnot. But uh, on the emotional side of being in business and running a business is, you know, I, I think empathy would have to be at the top of the list. And I know, Denise, in your world, because I just called my agent last week, people reach out to you in a time of, uh, I won't say always crisis, but trouble, uh, despair, the car broke down, the, a tree fell in the house. I can't uh, pay my premium. Yeah. yeah. I, I uh, bought my car two years ago and not 24 hours in, hit a deer Oh, on a brand new car on the weekend. So, you know, I reach out, like I needed my agent immediately. I'm, I'm crying. I'm like, what on earth am I going to do? Uh, and then, so you want to hear the, the empathetic responses, you know, I've, I've got it. You'll be okay. Sure. Ann. you know, we'll take care of the car. We're going to arrange appointments. This is what you do. Here's a link. You know, I, I, do, that's what we're paying for every month mm-hmm. is I wanted, you know, if I could figure it out myself, we, we what wouldn't, I need you for? wouldn't need that. But the empathy, you know, I'm just thinking of the kinds of situations you're dealing with customers every single day. If you don't show empathy, you're probably not in business very long. Sure. I mean, I could be, today I could have somebody walk in to give me cookies or presents, and the next minute you're dealing with somebody calling to tell you that their spouse passed away unexpectedly, right. and, you know, what, are, what do you, what what do you do, do, do with that? So it's been a, a, a journey of learning to listen mm, good. first so that you can hear them tell their story, their perspective, to what just happened so you know okay this is what your concern is now let me help you with this part here um and that's probably one of the more rewarding things when someone thanks you thank you so much for helping me and that's that touches me more than so many other things right i mean you're in business obviously for reasons yeah but at the same time when you're able to help someone oh yeah um and, and again going back to the the baby in the street is it's kind of interesting is it that's what their experience was that's what their perspective well, that's was. interesting too because if you they've know, never come across a crying baby yeah like what do i do with a crying baby they might be the baby of the family so they never had to deal with a crying anything or even so, is that what was modeled in your own life 
you know. Exactly. Was it more of a hands-off situation where you would reach out, you know, to other people to meet a need? Sure. Rather than dive in. And different cultures are different, too. Right. Right. Absolutely. And that's been an, an interesting piece for myself to learn. Like, I have different folks of different backgrounds, and I will ask them about their culture so then I'm like, I'm not going to become an expert overnight, but I'm asking you for reasons that I want to be educated on right. what's important to you. And it just kind of opens up the conversation Good. then and the, and the relationship and, and anything in business. It's about the relationship, right? And and I think too, the, the layer of that, because you've been precisely that person since I met you. And so the journey to get to where you are in a capacity that solely helps people mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. extraordinary to me because that's your superpower. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. takes other people time to not only sort of get there, set back, come back. It was by accident. I mean, we've heard it all. And that's the fascinating part of each um, woman in business that we talk to. But I think it's equally important, easy to put that same empathy into your employees. Because when I call, I'm not necessarily talking to you. Mm-hmm. And that's perfectly fine for me. I think what you do in one of the most difficult things in any business is have associates that absolutely have the exact same empathy. And mm-hmm. I think that's extraordinary. How do you do that? Must be a culture. Yeah, I mean, you you do. I think as a business owner, you do try to build a culture. And I, I mean, I feel like I question that every day. But I think the questioning also keeps you real to like, am I doing the best? Am I creating that environment? And, you know, we all know there's there's challenges on a daily mm-hmm. basis. But thank you for sharing that, you know, the you feel like there is a culture and at least it's a positive culture so that, you know, I, I preach to my folks, you're going to make mistakes you know, we're, we're, we're not going to be perfect every time, but you right. want to do it with integrity. You want to say, you know, I don't know, but I will find out and then get back to them. Or, you know, the facts are the facts is, and that's just me being that control person, right? If, if your premiums increase, because remember, and you had that accident and we paid out X number right. of dollars, then you're like, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. And it's the facts, you know, and, and we represent a company, but we can't necessarily control what that company right does in the bigger in the macro level and that's interesting too because they'll say nisi i don't need to get all this stuff i don't need this i don't need that so you're actually performing that culture within a much larger constricted in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. culture and what i love about this it's not a price thing right if you're the lowest price it may or may not be state farm but i know there's only one place i'm going to get you And your associates. And that's where the loyalty lies. And that's what I think, Anne, is so extraordinarily difficult to get right. Well, especially, you know, I imagine some people perceive insurance as purely transactional. Sure. I mean, and it it is in some um, age groups, the demographics. And and that's, to me, that's the challenge. That's the next challenge. Because there were, like, folks of our ages right? Are more the relationship. And I want to know that I have that physical location to go to. If something happens, totally. I can at least go there. Great point. Um, mm-hmm. However, the, the younger generations are like, 
1-800.com or whichever. And then when they have a problem, they're on hold or they're this or they're that. And, and then they quietly change, you know, um, companies. Yeah. And my, our model is pretty much to say, we want to build a relationship with people. Yes, we are not the, we're not the cheapest. We're not going to be the most expensive, but that's why there's a Chico's and a, uh, Walmart. Right. Right. You know, you, you, we all have different interests and different things that are important to us. So, and that's, you know, you either believe that or you don't. And insurance is insurance. It's one of those necessary evils. You buy a car in Pennsylvania and you need insurance. You buy a house with a mortgage, you need right. insurance. So it's a matter of, I think that as I was thinking deeper about this and a lot of years of having insurance, uh, and different, different types of insurance, you know, it does, uh, I'm going to speak to the, our female listeners, uh, especially the younger ones. It really, uh, you need to sit down and be intentional about your preparedness in life. You know, what, uh, you can <clears throat> buy purely transactional services, you know, of protection, whether that's, um, you know, having an attorney do your will, uh, having the right insurance set up. But I'm, um, you know, something that, you don't often, younger women really aren't spending a lot of time thinking about, but you know, they're going to get something with the, what the highest deductible. So they're, they're not worried about paying, but that might not be, you know, as you sit down, what are possible scenarios you could find yourself in, you know, um, I don't know how high the highest deductible is, but maybe, maybe you need to pay, uh, on the forefront so you can be guaranteed of a, a more equitable outcome or a safer or more efficient outcome. Sure. And a lot of times I'll just ask people a story to say, well, when, when you think of insurance, what do you want it to cover? Right. Well, I want to cover if I'm involved in an accident. Well, right. some of the coverages that people choose, people can carry the lowest limits that they're required, they, they're required. <clears throat> but then if that person that has those low limits hits you and they only have $5,000 of property damage right. coverage and you did nothing wrong and they just rear ended you at a stoplight you might be covering, you know, you might be paying for something out of your own pocket because of the, um, um, not not the good coverage yeah. that um, only five thousand dollars worth of right. coverage when right. you just had twenty thousand dollars worth of damage done damage. to your car. So educating people when they have those experiences, um, if they're willing to sit down with you, and if they're not happy with how the claim went, then you can ex- help them understand, like, okay, this is what this means to you. Right. So that if somebody like that hits you, do you want to be that person? And explaining what, you know, I try to explain it in a story. I do, years ago, there was a book, Story Selling. Yeah. Um, and it was just one of those things, like, don't tell me what, you know, what they call it. Tell me what it does for me. Yeah. So what's in it for me? Sure. And that's all people care about. And that brings me to the complexity of this where my eyes start to glaze over and I, my head's just like, well, what? what? It's a healthcare, <laughs> HSA, high deductible, low deductible, prescription, optical, dental. I mean, are you kidding me? Life insurance, right? No. Life insurance, universal life insurance. When you were trying to tell me way back when to do that. And I was like, well, okay, what, what, what? Right. Cause you know, and I think, you have a gift that way of just, if, if you know what's in it for me, you know the level to the complexity, right? I, I'll need to know how a landscaper going to treat the soil and put the base down. It's like, what is this <laughs> right. going to look like and what's it going to cost? Right. So I think there, there is that essence of that. 
but it's fraught with enormous um not time waste sand not 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 wasting time but you that's what i was saying about preparedness yeah these are major decisions you have to make they're not sexy they're not fun right and in a time starved day you're thinking well when do i have time to sit down and and even think 20 years ahead but i know you know uh like life insurance figuring that out on the early end before you have your family, before you have a lot of obligations is so critical. And, and you know, sitting with someone like you, Denise, and, and saying, walk me through what what are unintended consequences if I get this policy? What am I not thinking yeah, of Sure, that you've experienced? And the interesting thing now is I feel that there's a lot of people that, I don't know if they live for today more so. Oh, yes. absolutely. <laughs> yes. yes. And, and it's it's like... Gee, you know, you, you know, your, your mom has this, your dad has this, you're a product of your parents. Now we can't always assume that, but then do you see that? I mean, there's such a thing as insurability and the whole piece with COVID has really changed because we don't know necessarily like long-term effects of some of the illnesses that we get. Um, and it, it just is, um, it, it, it gets to be. To, to figure out at what level do I meet you so that you have, like, I understand what you're thinking. Right. Um, Overwhelming, the patience in that. And so we, we talk often about if we didn't do this, what would we do? And remember, we met in college. Yeah. And my life, you know, through through college since 1987 is clearly drastically changed. And now if if you ask me now what the most important thing is, it's it's my son. Mm -hmm. Right. And and my husband, if I go before he does. Right. Are they the primary people taken care of? But are you in the right business at this point when you look back at that journey do you go oh yeah but right is there this because to me right and this is my lens you are made for this but is there a point where you go and you're able to vacation more now I mean we talk about having a staff that allows you maybe to take more time away and and that's um is is this you know when when we get to be our age and we look back is there anything we wish we had done differently is there anything we wish we had tried are you are you content in what you've built oh wow that's loaded (laughs) (laughs) well and and being goal oriented you always wonder well if i would have done this and i mean i'm i'm very happy with what it is that i'm doing and with with the opportunities that are there and then just looking at what it looks like for the next generation or the next group of folks. Um, I mean, you know, I was a police officer before, which is again, that was my tidbit. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Go for it, girl. Go ahead. I <laughs> forgot about that. No, you, t- you tell finish my story. Up. Yeah, I was just going to say, wow, how did, how did you go from there? This... I saw you graduate from the police Academy and a police officer for two years. Was it or three two, years, two and a half years. Um, so I did, I did that to sales. Well, but you could also look to helping people. Yeah. Right. So like, and and when you say that, that was the, like where you you feel that I'm suited for, thank you. Because there are days that I think in any of us, we kind of question like, Oh, did I do this at the right right time? Did I change too early? Did I transition? Um, so yeah, I do, I do feel that I'm at the right place. And I think the next step is now educating people 
figuring out that nugget of the next generation to be able to help them understand the perspective of insurance that they need to know so that they're not caught like, oh my gosh, I should have done this. And protection, right, right. Right. So, I mean, it goes anywhere from what we could refer to property and casualty to the life insurance to the disability insurance right. to the investments. And, you know, more people have said, I wish I would have done this when I was younger from a lot of things, the things right. that are, I'll say, part of your financial triangle. So, And you're such um, a smart cookie in so many ways. You know, financially, you just have this sort of palette of aptitude that just all comes into this. So I completely forgot about the cop <laughs> in the main streets of York, I, right? I was doing my wow. research and I was like, oh, wow. Was it, she, remind yeah. me if it was the cop into working for someone else's state farm and then into your own or was it state farm cop your own, right? What was no, that? I was, a, I was a cop first. Right, okay. And that was um, from 80, 88 to mid-90. And I what I did there was um, I was being trained for, I was patrol, but then I was being trained for um, the child abuse, child exploitation, oh, wow. pre-internet, uh, pre-internet. Oh, wow. So, you know, 1990, for those listening, <laughs> was my lifetime, was yeah. your lifetime ago. Yes. And the how and I, and I try to look at things five years out, no matter what I do, like, right, what's this going right. to look like in five years? And fortunately, I mean, I made the choice at that point in time. And I when I made the decision, I made the decision not to look back. Yeah, good. Because you don't want to question yourself. So move forward with what you're doing. And, you know, so don't look back, uh, move forward. Is there any insight you would tell your younger self? Or we, we have a fair amount of young female listeners as they're trying to figure out what their career, like map that um, vision board, that whatever. Is there anything you uh, you would do differently? You know, what would you tell your, your younger Denise? Younger Denise. Um, I mean, I, I like my, I mean, I like my path. I mean, I don't know that you can say you love your path because you don't yeah. know what's left to do. Right. But that's feel a great like point. Make, make your decision, but don't be, don't do it too hastily and then evaluate to say, and have maybe a, a core group of folks that you, um, ask to be your advisors. Yes. We've talked about that um, board of advisors and whether you like their answer. I mean, Anne's one that will tell me like straight and <laughs> nail you through the eyes. We do right? know that we do. Right. I mean, episode three, our listeners are well aware of that. There's, She's, there's not any holding back, but no. that's also, you know, but it's with lover, peace and love. Right, right. I love you. Right? right. So that's my way of, of trying, but you'll do the same to me. You'll get to try this, 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 right? And so you call I, yourself, call people out on things, but you need, they need to understand, you know, and have that core group of friends and, and colleagues that will call you out. Um, so, I mean, that was some of the things that I've always said, even when I was making my transition from policing, I, there was a group of people. I said, if you ever see me change and when I saw myself change, I'm like, I don't need to ask anybody. Yeah. Um, so that's where, and, and just always be open to learning and pivoting you know, with the internet changed a lot for right, right. all of us. And I know even for my insurance days, there was a day that we were just writing things on a piece of paper. Now we have artificial intelligence. Like what's, and then you have the chat bot or whatever. We still like to write things on paper. <laughs> yeah. But those are the things that it's just is yeah. difficult to like grasp. And we've, we've been moving through this. So we have to make adjustments. Yeah, we so do. be willing to adjust. Yeah. No different. You play sports. You gotta, if this, if this defense isn't working, you got to try something else on the other team, and the other team is your customer. 
Right. And, and so the things for me is to trust me because mm-hmm. I got to live with me 24 seven, Lord help me and trust the people on my board of advisors and understand that they're doing it from a place of love and a lot of times concern, right? And so I think that's a huge part of being young is to understand yourself and who you're really taking to heart Mm -hmm. and And what their intentions are who you can trust. Right. And I agree with you, the rear view on your cars for a reason, the windshield's much larger because we're, we're driving ahead. Right. You know, very, very few times are we backing up. Right. I think surround yourself. And it sounds like you did with, um, people you trust who will tell you the truth. Um, and take that. I like to think of speak the truth in love that those who, you know, that they have your best interests at heart. Right. Um, because that saves us from, making sometimes egregious mistakes if someone comes alongside and i have that with my siblings like hey you know this isn't going to turn out well i I feel like this is not a good decision you know sibling a b or c is going to make uh but you have to be um you know want that level of honesty and i do think it it uh, allows us to grow tremendously and i think Mm -hmm. more so now i understand that people aren't going to necessarily do what i'm talking about through my lens, through my experience, and you want as many people that you love and trust to weigh in on that. I say mm-hmm. it's my quilt, right? Mm-hmm. There's lots of different squares that make up the quilt of life. And I just appreciate them asking. And I appreciate that I'm able to have input either way, right? Because right. it's like, I'm like even, even with my son, it's not like I told you so. Like, what's the point in that, right? right? He knows, right? right? And, and life is about choices. Make it to your point and go for it, mm-hmm. right? And and adjust along the way. So just like that, Denise Dumbach, we're done. <laughs> wow. We're finished. Wow. That we told you. And we always have a podcast before the podcast. So that's yes. in our uh, You are delightful. You're such room. a great lady. And your journey is so extraordinary for any woman in business that needs to understand soft skills, but at the same time, you're crazy smart too. And so I think in a competitive vertical like that, you need people who are looking out for you. Denise, where can people find you? Like is LinkedIn a good uh, spot? If they, maybe they want to learn more about you, your business, maybe they want to start their own insurance agency or have questions, want to interview you about what does, you know, being an insurance agent look like? Yeah, sure. So I do have um, a LinkedIn profile, um, but also my domain is denisedombach.com. So okay. you can okay. find me there or email denise at denisedombach.com. And, you know, or I'm, I'm local here in Mechanicsburg. So Good. reach out to you guys. Good. <laughs> On the West Shore. Thank you, On the West my Shore. friend. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks I know this was like you were the reluctant podcast <laughs> guest, but getting out of your comfort zone is it is is what we all need to thank hear thank so you. thank so you much for Good. asking and and inviting me I merry christmas it. merry christmas to you guys as well make it a high gear day thanks for listening it's our desire that these stories will bring energy ideas and fresh thinking that you can use today subscribe to our podcast and follow us on instagram and have a high gear day